This message comes from NPR sponsor, Mattress Firm. Do you get the quality sleep you need? Mattress Firm will find you the right bed for your best rest with their wide selection of quality mattresses at every price. Get matched at Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale. Sleep at night. Nominations for this year's Oscars dropped today, and it's a big year for Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Banshees of Inisharan, and All Quiet on the Western Front. The field also included some major surprises, especially in the acting categories. I'm Glenn Weldon. And I'm Stephen Thompson. Today we are talking about this year's Oscar nominations on Pop Culture Happy Hour from NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor, BetterHelp. When life is flying by, it's important to take a moment to hit pause, set intentions, and reset. That's where BetterHelp Online Therapy comes in. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Visit BetterHelp.com NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor, the official Hacks podcast from Max. Join the creators and showrunners of Hacks as they discuss each episode and speak with the cast and crew about the making of the series. Listen to the official Hacks podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Here with Glenn and me is our pal and fellow co-host, Aisha Harris. Hey, Aisha. Hello, friends. Good to be here. It's great to have you. So we are going to give an overview of the nominees in the major categories. We're not going to be able to get to everything. We're going to cover the Oscars more in the coming weeks, and we'll bring you our Oscar predictions in an episode that'll run closer to the ceremony in March. So let's get started. First, a quick rundown. The most nominations went to Everything Everywhere All at Once, Woo! with 11, followed by nine nominations a piece for All Quiet on the Western Front and The Banshees of Inisharan. Now let's run down the Best Picture nominees. All Quiet on the Western Front, that's Edvard Berger's German film about a young soldier facing the realities of war on the Western Front of World War I. There's Avatar, The Way of Water, that's James Cameron's science fiction epic. It tells the story of the Navi, the inhabitants of Pandora. It's a sequel to the 2009 film Avatar. There's The Banshees of Inisharan, that's Martin McDonough's film set during the Irish Civil War. It's about two lifelong friends who are at an impasse when one abruptly ends their relationship. Elvis is Baz Luhrmann's biopic starring Austin Butler as the king of rock and roll, as well as Tom Hanks as his infamous manager. Everything Everywhere All at Once, the film from the Daniels, that's Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert. It's a big-hearted science fiction action adventure starring Michelle Yeoh as a Chinese immigrant who, while being audited by the IRS, learns she's the key to an expansive multiverse. There's The Fablemans, that's Steven Spielberg's semi-autobiographical and deeply personal film about a Jewish-American boy who dreams of making movies. Tar is Todd Field's character study in which Kate Blanchett plays a fictional world-famous composer and conductor. Top Gun Maverick, a sequel to the 1986 movie Top Gun, starring Tom Cruise as the cocky fighter pilot Maverick, who returns to train a new generation of pilots. Joseph Kaczynski directs this one. Triangle of Sadness, that's Ruben Ostlund's satire set on a luxury yacht. And Women Talking, writer-director Sarah Polly's film about a group of Mennonite women who gather to discuss the abuse they've suffered at the hands of the men in their lives. That is a wide-reaching field. Aisha, why don't you hit me with your thoughts? I can't help but kind of 
chuckle at the fact that Top Gun Maverick is in here. <laughs> I mean, people have been predicting it for a while, so it's not a huge surprise. But I'm also just kind of like, huh, This, I guess this is exactly what happens when you widen the field. And overall, I think that a lot of these picks I'm very excited about, especially Everything Everywhere All at Once, which mm-hmm. was my hands down favorite movie of last year. So yeah, it's it's interesting. And, and of course, you've got your, your war film, which is almost always a given in a best picture race. Like there's always one old war movie that's thrown in there. So we've got a bunch of movies here. Some are really great and some I'm kind of like, hmm, okay. (laughs) We got a kind of a surprise with Triangle of Sadness. I think some people will see that as taking the spot that might have gone to Babylon or to The Whale. And I'll confess when I was listening to them list the nominations and we went from Triangle of Sadness to Women Talking, I know the alphabet and I was like, The Whale, no The Whale. And that was very, (laughs) made me very happy. It is a weird year to Aisha's point. I mean, it's been two years where movie seats have been kind of largely buttless. And Mm -hmm. uh, two movies this year, Avatar and Top Gun, got a lot of butts in seats. And that could be the Academy just kind of thanking these two movies for actually restarting or at least goosing the movie industry again. Well, you mentioned blockbusters. I mean, I don't think you can leave out Elvis or Everything Everywhere All at Once when you're talking about movies that were very, very successful. And that is one of the things that jumps out to me about this field. I also, as Aisha said, by widening the field, you take it beyond just like five historical dramas which you you get that some years. Uh You know, Top Gun Maverick, we can debate the merits of that film, but it's a very good Top Gun sequel. It is very good at being what it is supposed to be. And I appreciate that the Oscars are kind of fanning out beyond, again, like there's more than one kind of great movie. Something does not have to have an impersonation of a major historical figure to be a great film. (laughs) So I appreciate that. But when we're talking about movies that didn't make the cut, Babylon did not get a Best Picture nomination. It got just three nominations for production design, costumes, and score. Complete shutouts for movies I loved, like She Said and The Woman King. Nope didn't get any nominations. There was some talk that Black Panther Wakanda Forever might slip into the field for Best Picture. It didn't. So, you know, as always, it's a mixed bag. Everybody's got favorites that didn't make the cut. Everybody's got movies they wish were or weren't in this field. But this uh, this is the field we've got. Not a ton of huge surprises. All right, let's move on to actress in a leading role. The nominees are Kate Blanchett for Tar, Ana de Armas for Blonde, Andrea Riseborough for To Leslie, Michelle Williams for The Fablemans, and Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere All at Once. A couple of pretty major surprises and exclusions, no? Yeah, no Viola Davis for The Woman King, no Danielle Deadweiler for Till, no Margot Robbie for uh, Babylon. Instead, we get Andrea Riseborough for Two Leslie, a very small film that not a lot of folks have seen. We do also get Michelle Williams here. Good for her. She submitted herself for lead actress, which she should have. I think if she had submitted herself for supporting actress, as many people were telling her to do, she might have walked away with it. And, you know, it's great to see Michelle Yeoh in here. 23 years after Crouching Tiger, she becomes the first actor who identifies as Asian to get a Best Actress nom. Yeah. I also think, like, the Ana de Armas of it all is not at all surprising, even though I completely blocked that movie from my memory for reasons (laughs) that you can go back and listen to our episode about. But, you know, this was a Netflix movie. A lot of these performances get pushed very hard by Netflix. And also, you know, she this is her playing a classic movie star. And the Oscars love a a performance that honors or, you know, is supposed to honor (laughs) a classic movie star, a performance like that. So not surprised here. 
Yeah, I think the big takeaway here is the surprise exclusion of Viola Davis and Danielle Deadweiler. Both of those are great performances that were really expected to be honored here. I think Ana de Armas slipping in was kind of coming to be expected in the run-up to the announcement of these nominations. But Andrea Riseborough is kind of, I think for a lot of people, one of the biggest surprises overall in in this entire field in terms of nominations. And it is worth noting here, this performance was very, very heavily hyped by her fellow actors in the run-up to these nominations. Kate Blanchett shouted out this performance in a victory speech. There has been a lot of tweeting and Instagram posts from famous actors talking up this performance in this film. I'm looking forward to tracking down the movie. I've heard it's a great performance. Full disclosure, I this movie yep. was not on my radar at all. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the fun things about this process is we get to sit down and watch movies we might not otherwise have watched. And, and so as disappointed as I was about Deadweiler and and Davis not getting nominated. I'm curious to check out to Leslie. Let's move on to actor in a leading role. We've got Austin Butler for Elvis, Colin Farrell for The Banshees of Inisherin, Brendan Fraser for The Whale, Paul Meskel for After Sun, and Bill Nye for Living. Let's talk through this field. Tom Cruise not nominated. <laughs> no, he was not. But I think, you know, of all of these, the one shoe in was Austin Butler. Even though that movie is chaotic, he's kind of a stable force within it. And, and he's had the momentum over the past few months for that performance. So not surprised by that. Brendan Fraser, of course. Like, this was also kind of a shoe in I haven't seen Living yet, so I'm curious to check it out. But I like Bill Nye. And so, I'm like you said, Stephen, this is an opportunity for us to be able to check out things we might not have otherwise seen. Yeah. Many of these acting categories offered some surprises. This one didn't. Yeah. I mean, I think Paul Meskel was kind of seen as on the bubble. I've heard nothing but great things about After Sun. It's another one that's kind of a, a movie I might not have seen were it not for the Oscars. And, oh, Stephen, uh, you're going to love it. It's such a you movie. You're going to love it. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is it's going to make me cry. Uh-huh. Yep. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Can't wait. All right. We'll move on. Actress in a supporting role, Angela Bassett for Black Panther Wakanda Forever, Hong Chow for The Whale, Carrie Condon for The Banshees of Inisherin, Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Stephanie Hsu for Everything Everywhere All at Once kind of played out more or less as expected? More or less, but I just want to note here, me being me, that Angela Bassett is the first actor from an MCU film to get a nomination. Somewhere in Malibu right now, Glenn Close is staring morosely into her (laughs) Cafe Vienna General Foods International coffee. But yes, it's true. Yeah. Speaking of snubs and and nope, not getting any nominations, which I think is just criminal, but I would have loved to see Kiki Palmer have eked out a nomination here. I think she does some really great work in that movie that we're going to look back on years from now and be like, this was one of the great performances of that year. And overall, I wasn't surprised at all to see Jamie Lee Curtis and Stephanie Hsu both get nominated for everything, everywhere, all at once. And I'm happy they're there. Yeah. And Carrie Condon has been talked about a lot, but I mean, you got to realize that, I mean, she gives what is largely an underwritten role in The Banshees of Inisherin. Um, She kind of gives that character a roundedness that might not be in the script. I loved Carrie Mulligan in She Said and was really hoping that might slip in. There are a couple other performances that were on the outside looking in. I did not like The Whale at all. Really don't get this inclusion at all, but this is a positive podcast. Let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Stephen. (laughs) Hong Chao has been great in other movies, just not this one. Yes. Actor in a supporting role. Brendan Gleeson for The Banshees of Inisherin, 
Brian Tyree Henry for Causeway, Judd Hirsch for The Fablemans, Barry Keoghan for The Banshees of Inisharan, Ki Hui Kwan for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Okay, so no Paul Dano for The Fablemans, which is the biggest surprise maybe of this entire nomination raft. No Eddie Redmayne for the, The Good Nurse, no Brad Pitt for Babylon. In their place, a very surprising and very happily surprising Brian Tyree Henry for Causeway, which a lot of people didn't see coming, including me. Yeah, I was looking at some of the predictions that the quote-unquote experts on the gold derbies and everything were putting out, and he actually popped up in a lot of them. So I kind of had a sense that this is going to happen, but I'm still kind of surprised, but also pleasantly happy because I did see this movie and it's fine. It's a fine movie. There are some really great moments and all of them come from Brian Tyree Henry, who is great. So I'm happy that is his first nomination is for a really good role, even if it's not the most memorable movie of all time. Judd Hirsch for The Fablemans saw it coming, but again, the fact that Paul Dano didn't eek in there is surprising in a way. Stupefying to me. I mean, Paul Dano is in many ways the heart of that movie. You know, like he's certainly a heart of that movie. And Judd Hirsch to me felt a little more like a glorified cameo. Uh, So I I certainly would have have swapped those as much as I have loved Judd Hirsch's work over the years. I was very surprised to see Dano left out. Finally, we are going to run down best director Martin McDonough for The Banshees of Inisharan, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert for Everything Everywhere All at Once, Steven Spielberg for The Fablemans, Todd Field for Tar, and Ruben Ustland for Triangle of Sadness. So no women, no women, no Sarah Polly, no Jordan Peele again for Nope. Um, we do get Daniel Kwan as half of Daniels for Everything Everywhere All at Once. So we have one person of color in here. But yeah, overall, even with all of that, this group of people is not that surprising, especially when you start with the best picture race. Um, I guess maybe James Cameron is the big snub here. Mm -hmm. I mean, All Quiet on the Western Front had a really good showing elsewhere in the nominations. Not here, and I think that slot was probably taken up by Triangle of Sadness, but yeah. Yeah. No Cameron for Avatar, no Sarah Polly for Women Talking, but it is possible, let's remember, for your film to win Best Picture, even if your director isn't nominated, you'd be uh-huh. joining such company as Argo, Green Book, Driving Miss Daisy, not August Company. But if you love Sarah Polly and you love James Cameron, it could happen. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that is our rundown. Obviously, we could not get to everything. We're going to have a lot more Oscars coverage in the weeks leading up to the ceremony, including our annual Oscars predictions episode. We always love that one. We want to know what you think about this year's Oscar nominations. Find us at facebook.com slash P-C-H-H. That brings us to the end of our show. Aisha and Glenn, thanks so much to both of you for being here. Thank you. Thank you. We want to take a moment to thank our Pop Culture Happy Hour Plus subscribers. We appreciate you so much for showing your support of NPR. If you haven't signed up yet, want to show your support and listen to this show without any sponsor breaks, head over to plus.npr.org slash happy hour or visit the link in our show notes. This episode was produced by Mike Katzif and edited by Jessica Reedy. Hello, Come In provides our theme music. Thank you for listening to Pop Culture Happy Hour from NPR. I'm Stephen Thompson, and we will see you all later this week. This message comes from NPR sponsor Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. 
Sell without needing to code or design. Just bring your best ideas and Shopify will help you open up shop. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Rosetta Stone, an expert in language learning for 30 years. Right now, NPR listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership to 25 different languages for 50% off. Learn more at rosettastone.com slash NPR. I'm Rachel Martin. After hosting Morning Edition for years, I know that the news can wear you down. So we made a new podcast called Wild Card, where a special deck of cards and a whole bunch of fascinating guests help us sort out what makes life meaningful. It's part game show, part existential deep dive, and it is seriously fun. Join me on Wild Card wherever you get your podcasts. Only from NPR.